pairs of upper and lower shutters are geared together. The force of the wind is transferred from the shutters to the circular disc. And the circular disc is attached to the vertical axis for power output. Rotatable shutters automatically open irregardless of the wind's direction. There it is again. It's probably just wind, honey. It's not the wind. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We are your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and we're glad that you could join us. Uh, I actually uh, have been working very much on the show um, in other ways. Uh, Not today. I just got a quick scare. My wife went out for a couple errands, and uh, she said she would be back at 7.30. And as you now know, it is a little past 9 o'clock. And uh, I'm not the worrying kind, not usually. I learned a long time ago to dispense with worry because it occupies far too much time and too much energy. And it uh, it's like spinning wheels in mud. It doesn't really matter. You're in. Just try to get out. You don't have to worry about anything. And, um, of course, she did not call me, so I just called her three times <laughs> and said, where are you? And blah, blah, blah. So uh, she's fine. She's en route, I guess. So, but she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I made you worry." I'm like, "Well, an hour, I wouldn't have worried." <laughs> anyway, so thank you for joining us. Uh, we uh, whether you're listening through my uh, website, markscalia.com, or as I can see, I have one loyal listener on uh, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, for the live chat. Welcome, Kim. You get your personal introduction. Um, so I'm going to start off. Uh, take a deep breath. I was going to have the drinking game tonight. I really and truly was, um, but I decided not to. So instead, let's just start with the uh, the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. So soon, in fact, I'm here. So wait a minute. I'm. Oh, wait a minute. He's addressing ISIS. Oh, I doubt. Of course, my show gets preempted by the president. So here we go. ISIL is a terrorist organization. Oh, he wanted to change it to ISIL. ISIL, not ISIS. ISIL. Well, ISIS is actually the uh, uh, a goddess, goddess of the earth, I believe, and and uh, uh, Arabic. Um, or Egyptian ISIS, um, something like that. So, uh, but Obama is addressing the nation about ISIS. Into marriage. 
But now he's saying ISIL. The religious minority with genocide. Uh, that brings me to my next point. <laughs> Since we're in the happening now monologue, and today is September 10th, and of course tomorrow is a uh, a very historic day. Um, tomorrow's 9-11. So, of course, uh, I was actually looked back on the shows, and uh, I did not do a show uh, anywhere near 9-11, which I wasn't sure. Uh, I think I did a rebroadcast or something like that. Uh, so, um, as far as 9-11 goes, it's, it's been 13 years, and it's still, you know, it's not really fresh in everybody's mind, you, like you think it would. Um, I just shut the TV, sorry. Um, but people... Won't forget. It's uh, you know, it's nine eleven. It's one of the biggest terror attacks, if not the biggest terror attack that ever happened to the United States. And uh, tomorrow's a an historic an historic day where everybody gets to remember it. And I'm almost to the point where it's kind of it's kind of morbid. I mean, to I know I didn't lose anybody personally, uh, but I know a lot of people who did. And to go through all the names and things like that is very important. I think. Uh, but most people have tuned it off. I mean, it's been 13 years. Um, it's just like nobody ever remembers every single sailor that was killed during Pearl Harbor. It's uh, it's an unfortunate fact, but history has a way of forgetting some things. Um, and we try not to forget. So uh, tomorrow, when you're um, commiserating, I think is the correct word, or um, remembering, so you're having your remembrance of 9-11, uh, just try to move on. Try to try to think about all the things. Like I think I actually said this at one point. Nine eleven is actually not a bad memory for me because it it helped me to get where I am. So it's it's a very different journey for everybody. So for those of actually for those people who have actually lost someone, um, you can't really forget. It's just it's constant, constant, constant every single day. I would imagine so. With that being said, uh, the uh, historic thing is out of the way. Now let's, uh, the name of the show is uh, Looking Forward to a Big Fall, or Prepping for a Big Fall, and it is, in fact, a big fall for me. I have a lot of show dates coming up, a lot of things are happening, a lot of stand-up is being built in, uh, there's a marketing machine in effect, and I'm getting bigger and bigger and uh, that's where it's actually going my one-man show coming up in salem the hysterical medium at large we're doing a uh, i think i think the proper term is test show <laughs> we're doing a test show september 23rd and we're doing it with an audience that i'm kind of handpicking so uh if if kim would like to go kim i think you would be invited i think you could probably do that uh we'll get you in the audience so that would be nice to see your face and then so you can see charlatan he's a he's a very unique individual he's a very strange dude um in a league of his own essentially and uh you did in fact uh the promos which i've got coming up again and of course i know it's only september and i'm not pushing it believe me i'm not pushing it um but scrooge and the trolley went on sale a few days ago and um Scrooge is now, uh, all the tickets are being sold out, which brings me to a real quick thing. Not a huge segue, but kind of a segue. It's September. It's early September. It's September 10th. Oh, the, uh, September 23rd is the test date of uh, Charlatan and the hysterical medium at large. But everybody, like, I'm not pushing Christmas coming. I'm not. And it's colder. And I go, that's why I've always hated my birthday. It goes from, like, the hot day, boom, right into frozen solid. But... 
they uh, this I listen to that. You got to listen to this crap. You got to fucking listen to this. Hold on. We begin tonight with winter weather woes. There might still be a month left of summer, but the old farmer's almanac is already making its predictions for winter. And it looks like it's going to be a bitterly cold one. Joining me now, Janice Stillman, the editor of the old farmer's almanac. Thanks for coming on the show, Janice. Good to have you here. Just how cold is it going to be? Well, very cold, colder than last year. In fact, as you just noted, we are calling it refrigeration. Uh, I got to tell you, the secret is that our meteorologist was putting the forecast together last February and March, and he said to me, you know what, our methodology is indicating very, very, very cold, but I'm going to be conservative. So it could be even colder than we've published. I'm going to punch that motherfucker in the throat. I just, <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Seriously. October 10th. That came out like three, four days ago. I mean, September. It's September. It's fucking September. It, you know something? You, do you remember all the shows I did when it was cold and it was snowing? I remember them. I remember them, every single one of them. I don't even have to replay. It was snowing every day and it was cold every fucking day. And then we have summer. We have summer. And then the pessimistic humanity. This fucking frail fucking thing. Fucking... It's not even cold, and you're afraid of the cold. It's not even cold yet. Be be afraid when look. I I say this all the time when I'm driving, and my wife hates it. I I drive her and I go. I'll tell you when you could be scared, little kids. I'll tell you. Don't worry about nothing. Cold will get here soon enough. Don't anticipate the cold, fuckers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the monologue. Um, Scrooge is a good thing. <laughs> And then I will be up in, uh, and I'm also planned, uh, I got a bunch of people ask me about New Year's Eve. And you think, well, September, Mark. But as a comic, New Year's Eve is a huge, huge holiday, uh, especially for, you know, comedians. We make like shit three, four times more than we normally would make. Uh, and I got a bunch of people ask me, but unfortunately, or fortunately, I will be uh, up in uh, Ottawa ringing in the new year with our neighbors to the north and uh, i will not be with my lovely bride but uh i will call her uh even though it's going to cost me about a billion dollars anyway uh so i'm looking forward to the you know the fall coming up getting through october with the uh the hysterical medium at large and then immediately going uh prepping for the scrooge thing and then of course my canadian january as i'm calling it uh and if you uh, are following me on facebook which i hope you are um i just recently uh, started a new page, a uh, Mark Scully comedian page, where I'm still a little fuzzy on the whole Facebook thing. I'm not crazy about it, but I'm trying to migrate some of my people to just the comedian page, and I'm going to kind of go with that. But there are some limitations on what you can do with a page as opposed to what you can do with a personal page. So I'm working out all the bugs. Um, also trying to figure out if Radio Irregardless is going to be its own page or it's going to be integrated into the Mark, Mark Scully Comedian page. So that's not being said. And finally, last but not least, production talks are still in effect for the Salem Comedy Festival. And I always think about it this time of year because next year about this time we'll be kicking it. Kicking it like a mean motherfucker is what we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, we should have done the drinking game tonight. Anyway, let's move on to this week in movie history.
This Week in Movie History. Ah, yes, where I play you a clip, uh, and I do in the clip. And I can only do this for a few more weeks, because then we go on our winter hiatus. <laughs> oh, you have a Spanish, lovely, a lovely Spanish rosé. Oh, I've actually been uh, uh, sipping a Corona Light. I'm lying to everybody. It's kind of a personal drinking game. And when you drink alone... They say you get problems, but I'm not drinking alone. I have at least uh, two people on the line with me and people listening through my website. So get over it. Any- <coughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Should have done a shot. That would have helped. <laughs> this week in movie history in 1533, uh, Elizabeth, the future queen of England, was born. I am a true and faithful subject. I attend mass. You pretend, but in your heart. What's that? What say you, madam? (laughs) She was mumbling. I hate that. That was actually from uh, Elizabeth, the movie. Uh, This week in movie history, 1895, Captain Witwicky finds something mysterious underneath the ice. Are you Samuel James Whitwicky, descendant of Archibald Whitwicky? I know your name. Yeah? My name is Optimus Prime. We are autonomous robotic organisms from the planet Cybertron. But you can call us Autobots for short. Yeah, it's kind of a waste because I've got two ladies on the... The two ladies... Well, Anthony Villa has totally joined us, and he just missed a Transformers reference, but uh, Karen wouldn't know the Transformers if one transformed in front of her, I think, <laughs> at that point. And, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, this week in movie history, 1935, Howard Hughes sets the world speed record for flying at 352 miles an hour. Corrected is the aviator, and this is when he runs out of gas. <laughs> and uh, he lands uh, he lands in a beet farm. He lands in a beet farm right there. And then he goes up and he goes, Kate, you should have seen it. You should have seen it. Woo! You're talking to the fastest man on earth. <laughs> I actually love that movie. I don't care how fucking long it is. Fantastic movie. That is the aviator. Uh, in this week in movie history, 1962, test number 78, Dr. Cockroach turns himself into a human cockroach. This handsome fellow is Dr. Cockroach, PhD. I'm not a quack, I'm a mad scientist. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> that one's a little tricky. Uh, that was Hugh Laurie, uh, Hugh Laurie, the voice of Dr. Cockroach in Monsters vs. Aliens. Uh, this week in movie history, 1986, Detective Foley. Sergeant Taggart and Rosewood foil the alphabet crimes. Just listen a minute. Shut up! You shut your mouth once and for all! No, goddammit, you shut up! This is what the alphabet crimes are all about. Guns! Guns? That guy sold them and then bought them with stolen money from Adriano's and his own racetrack. He was on his way to Central America. And if you'd bother to take your head out of your ass, you'd see we'd stop the whole goddamn thing! <laughs> 
That was Beverly Hills Cop 2, 1986. There you go. Yeah, it was Beverly, but it was the second one. It's like the, you know, thing of sequels. Uh, and this movie, this day in movie history, which I'm very sad because Mr. Paul Kravitz is not joining us. This is one of his favorite movies in 1991. Uh, on Mitch Robbins' 39th birthday, friends Phil and Ed propose... A cattle drive. Couldn't put his finger on what was missing. Show him the brochure. It's fantastic. But his friends could. Two weeks, the three of us, driving cattle. What, like in a truck? No, it's a real old-fashioned cattle drive. Go away with Ed. Take Phil. Okay, yes, that's the movie City Slickers. Thank you, Anthony. Why isn't Anthony Villa one? Was there another one? (laughs) Good to see you online, Anthony. And you'll get to play some games a little bit later. Um, uh, And last but certainly not least, in the year 2012, Robert Neville, not (laughs) wrong Neville, Robert Neville (laughs) tries hunting a deer, but it is taken by a family of lions. Let's go, Sam. Yes, that was I Am a Legend, a uh, terrible movie. Uh, and I like Sifo. We bought a zoo. <laughs> no, no, that was Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon was in um, this. <laughs> he was Matt Damon was in The Born Supremacy. Matt Damon. There we go. Anyway, uh, since we've got uh, three listeners, which is uh, for the online listeners, uh, and I want to thank you guys. What I'm going to do is bring up before I bring my guest on, I am actually going to play a quick little game with you. And you know I love the intro to this. I, I can't I can't stand not playing this intro. We're going to play real quick. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that intro. So stop yelling at me is where I play <laughs> where I play five clips back to back to back to back to back to back, which would indicate a starfish. So it would be back to back to front to back to front to front to back to back, I think is the actual configuration. But in order to get this right, you have to type them in all five at the same time, simultaneously, not simultaneously, but you have to type them all in in order. Do not put them in one at a time because then uh, you you will probably lose or at least give away everything. And go, oh, we lost Anthony. What happened, Anthony? Maybe he had a, you know, he's got kids. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to play that. So this is a real a good game between Karen and Kim. This reminds me of the old fan appreciation game not so many years ago. Uh, here we go. Let's play game number seven. Stop yelling at me. Stop yelling at me. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm fucking dying here. I'm fucking dying. I am very disappointed. Oh, that one's going to be easy. That one's going to be easy. 
I'll tell you what, since there's only the two of you, I'll play it one more time. Just not the intro. I do want to play the intro again, but I'll just play the game. Here we go. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm fucking dying here. I'm fucking dying. I am very disappointed. To infinity and beyond. Yeah! Oh, this one's going to be fun. Here we go. All right. Now, Kim, you're probably going to get more than Karen on this one. So let's type him in. There we go. Kim thinks it's Reservoir Dogs, Fifth Element, Toy Story, and Back to the Future. I don't know. Let's play it again. Maybe Anthony Villa, who was off for a little bit. Now he's back. Let's see if he knows. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm fucking dying here. Correct. First one correct. Yes. Very disappointed. Second one correct. And Third one correct. Yeah. And the fourth one correct. That was a trick. There's only four. <laughs> yes, Kim Santo, you got all four right. That is uh, in the correct order as well. Oh, I hit the wrong button. I have to look at it. Uh, you play. You got all four right. Yay! You got them all right. And uh, there was no trick, uh, trick question at all. There was Reservoir Dogs, Fifth Element, Toy Story, and Back to the Future. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our last version of Stop Yelling at Me. That is all games. We've played all game seven. So I may have to retire that particular game. Oh, no. Yes. No light speed. Uh, so... That was Stop Yelling at Me. And let's see, ladies and gentlemen, uh, by the old clock on the wall, I think it's almost time for us to go to our first break. In fact, it's not almost time. It's exactly uh, enough time to go to our special break. And we come back, we're going to listen or talk or conversate with a very funny man uh, in the Boston area and nationally, Sean Bedgood. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Coming to Salem this October, his visions outrageous, his predictions outlandish, his knowledge of the future is both ridiculous and benign. He is the world-renowned psychic. He is the hysterical medium at large, charlatan. October 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. Just go to gallowshillsalem.com and click the Psychic Show link. When I am in this section of the galaxy, I listen to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Exterminate! To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone is Mr. Sean Bedgood. Sean, say hello to my listening audience, if you would. Hey, what's going on, people? There we go. (laughs) 
We uh, we've had some uh, a little bit of fun today, but I'm going to type your stuff right in. There you go, Sean Bedgood, uh, famous, famous or infamous comedian <laughs> of the Boston area, travels all over the Northeast. And uh, have you ventured further west? Um, the furthest I've been. Let me see. I've done some stuff on the West Coast, but uh, as far as like road work, the furthest out I've been is. Uh, up near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, there you go. That's a that's a place worth forgetting. I've been a lot. <laughs> I've been a lot of that. It's Pennsylvania's super hilly. Like, oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's ridiculous how hilly it is. It's I've never seen. It's look it's like moguls. It's like like you're driving moguls. It's, it's right. It's it's amazing. Uh, but, no, that definitely caught me off guard. Yeah, <laughs> I expect that. You know. Like you can't see. You're like I'm. I can't. You can't see more than I think maybe a tenth of a mile, a fifteenth of a mile, depending on where you are in the highway. Because it's it's so hilly. It's like you see the top of the hill and then you can't see anything, and then you go down, and then you're up again and down again. So right. But that's enough. It's not a geography show. It's a fucking comedy show. So, Sean, <laughs> tell our listening audience about you. How long have you been at the stand-up, my friend? I've been doing comedy for about nine and a half years now. Oh. Coming up on ten years. Good for you, man. And I'll tell you, man, we met uh, we met a very long time ago, and you were you were funny then, and we just worked together, was it like six months ago, if that? And, yeah, I think it was back in April. Yeah, yeah up in Manchester. And you uh, decimated that room, man. You were making me work for a living on that night. <laughs> no, nah, you're too kind, man. No, too I'm serious, Mark. man. You, you're fantastic. And uh, so you've been at it nine and a half years. And now you're based in Boston, all right? You don't do you don't you don't do a lot of road work. You don't travel as no, much. No, just uh, mainly uh, up in uh, the Northeast. Um, just recently, uh, I want to say earlier in the year, I started working out in Jersey. I got into the, uh, casinos out there, so. Yeah. Oh, how's, yeah. how's that action? I mean, the casinos. Oh. <laughs> nah, it's pretty, it's pretty good, man. I mean, it's quite an adjustment, you know what I mean? Because, uh, with our shows, it's a three-man show, yeah. no host, and I'm going up cold. Yeah. You know, to, to a casino crowd at that. So it's, it's, uh, it's some work, but, um, once you, you know. Once you figure things out, you can have a good week out there for sure. Right, and what do you you just go because uh, uh, the only I've been to a bunch of casinos, but even when we perform, when I when I was out in uh, Seattle for their things, they have a special room. But are you in a special room? Or are you just in a giant kind of amphitheater in the middle of the casino? Yeah, it's a theater. Yeah, yeah, it's a theater. Uh, one, they got like they got like, they got a, uh, a main theater like a. Uh, convention center type yep. spot, and then it's the uh, the music box, which is where they have like burlesque shows, comedy shows, and things like that. Cool, and it's just you. You just go up there and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll build the confidence or destroy the ego. One of the two. No, definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know, um, it, I mean, people have died there. <laughs> you know, like I've heard some stories of people having some. Terrible sets there, you know. Oh, I, th I thought you meant they actually were killed. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I mean, like died on stage. Oh yeah, bombed. <laughs> well, it is Jersey. Um, Anything can happen, so I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jersey. Um. Well, yeah, great time though. Great time, definitely. Good. So, uh, you, do you find that uh, <laughs> my uh, Karen just said, "LOL"? She thinks it's very funny. It is Jersey. Um, 
So as far as uh, as far as that is that something you really I mean, if it's such a difficult place, I mean, how you doing? How you doing with it? Did you choose to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, like I mean, I, you know, I, I enjoy the challenge. Yeah, well, I mean, you know I mean, well, when I say did you choose? I mean, did you say hey? I'm just down here. Let me see how I can do it. Or somebody pointed you in that direction and says, Ooh, it's a, it's kind of a shit thing, but yeah, if you want to try it. And then she said, yeah, I want to do it. Oh, well, um, the, uh, um, uh, one of my friends works for that, uh, for that booker. Oh, okay. And, um, he, he got hooked up with him through the comedy festival like a few years back. So, but I didn't do it a couple of years ago. So I never met the guy. <laughs> so I did the comedy, the Boston Comedy Festival. I did that last year, last November. Ended up advancing to the final round where he was a judge, and that's how I got the plug. Oh, cool! To the gig, but my friends um, basically told me it was a good gig, good paying gig, great casino, hotel, and everything. Good experience. So yeah, the least thing they would put you in, in the hotel, <laughs> right? Right. It's definitely not a hell gig. I don't mean to give that impression. Right. Okay. Um, okay. No, nah, it's not a hell gig at all. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, because I've, I've I've played casinos and they were they're not great, but they're not horrible. It's it's, it's one of those things that it could be it could go either way, and sometimes it does go both way in the same set. So, which makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've done it twice. The first time around was in April. That was a little tougher. Then I went back in July, mm. and um, those shows were pretty much sold out, like a thousand people every night. You know what I mean? So, oh, cool. Yeah. So you uh, now you mentioned the uh, Boston Comedy Festival. Did you do the uh, was it the laughing? There's a laughing skull, and then there's the laughing devil down in New yeah, Jersey. I, know, I did the skull a few years back in Atlanta. I did the devil um, last year in uh, New York, and uh, the BCF, the Boston Comedy Festival, was uh, in November of last year. Yeah, and is the uh, the other the laughing skull? Are they competitions as well? Yeah, those are competitions. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> I'm just not. Just you said not a fan. Again? No, I said I'm just not a, a fan of com competitions anymore. I've done enough of them, and it's, it's, it's. You know, I mean, my thing has always been anybody's six can beat anybody's six. It doesn't mean you're a better comic. It just means your six was a little funnier that day, and it's. it's yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's. For me, it's all about mindset. You know, it, it, it it's really important what your agenda is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, for me, it's just an, a means to an end. Like, you know, I did the festival last year. Now I have, you know, I'm in with an entertainment company that books me weeks at a time. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the win in it for me. It's not oh, actually a, a, advancing. It's the, the showcasing. And it took me a while to get there mentally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I used to, there's been a few times I flew off the handle, you know, <laughs> in, in, in public. Like, you, you Really? No, no. Tell me about those. <laughs> tell me about that one, because that sounds like a good story. Oh, man. <laughs> several of them, bro. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, but to hurt my reputation on this on this radio. Well, you know something. I'll I'll tell you this. I was in uh, when I did the uh, Seattle thing uh, a bunch of years ago. Uh, I was I was dead last on the and they do they do seven nights. So on the Monday I was I was dead last. Oh no, I wasn't dead last. One guy didn't show, so I, <laughs> so I wasn't dead last. The next night I was eighth. 
the next night I went, uh, I pulled the, the A slot again. And then the next night I was in fifth and then we played a casino. Uh, it, what the casino, I came fifth. And then we did like this uh, rural kind of blue collar neighborhood. And I won, I won, came in first that night. And they do it, they add up all your scores. And there was a guy who came in dead last who was like doing all right through all the other shows. And he fucking popped the cog. He was like, these motherfuckers, they suck. These fucking, these conservative <laughs> best. Yeah, he, and he was, and I looked at him, I go, dude. I won tonight. Don't make fun of my audience at that point. So I completely right. understand. But yeah, competitions are tough, man. They bring out some of the best and some of the weirdest and some of the wrongest things ever, man. Oh, it's 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 so it's so nerve wracking. Even like last year when I finally conquered my nerves, you know, and and you know I was having a real smooth uh, week. You know, there's still other people that are bringing that energy. Oh yeah. And, to the to the green room, people that are pacing, you know, or or over talkative or doing something to let you see that they're nervous, showing yeah. that they're nervous. You know, like I had to put my headphones on. I'm like, I, I can't. I got to get out of this environment. That's that's what I did. That's I just you put know? the headset on. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to my music. I'm not gonna. Think. And there's a lot of people that it turns into the me show. We try to get in your head. They try to fuck right. with you. Yeah, and it's like, nah, dude, dude, what are you six? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I understand, right, I understand it's a competition, but you know this isn't like you know Hell's Kitchen, a Big Brother, where you have to kind of knock somebody out. If you do the best you do, you're gonna knock somebody out. You don't have to destroy somebody's ego before they perform. Right. Fucking ass. No, I totally agree. <laughs> So, totally agree. so being in it nine and a half years and doing a bunch of festivals and stuff like that, um, do you do a lot of corporate stuff too? No, I haven't. I haven't got connected with that. I mean, I, I wish. You know, I, yeah. I heard uh, the the money's great with those types of gigs. Yep. <laughs> well, it yeah. it can be, <laughs> but sometimes, yeah. yeah, it all depends on the gig and stuff like that. So, but as far as traveling and stuff like that, you you said that you go, uh, you're starting to travel more and do more festivals, and and you know that's that's fantastic. And in almost ten years in. Um, have you redefined your act from, you know, when you started and from five years oh, and three years and definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I feel like in the beginning, <clears throat> the first few years, you're still trying to learn how to get comfortable on stage and, and, and actually be funny. So what you're doing is you're writing to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about any and everything that could equal funny. Right. Even if it's. You know, I saw these chickens downtown one day, and it's like, what? Like, yeah. like you'll see anything to get that to get that validation. Yeah, when you when you when you knew, you don't know the difference between peculiar and hysterical. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So I feel like once you get up into that, you know, four, five, six year range, you, you start to, you know, you. you you really want to start to talk about the things you want to talk about. You yeah. know what I mean? The things that you're passionate about and stuff, but it's kind of tough to, to, uh, um, uh, it's tough to execute at that point. Cause you've been doing all this <laughs> bullshit the last three years. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, uh, you're working for people now. Now you're, you're probably opening and it's like, you don't want to take these risks. Yeah. You know, on these opening spots because you could jeopardize your work with whatever booker, you know what I mean? So it's like you're in this tough position where, you know, 
you, you got to earn, you got to earn the bread, but at the, at the same time, creatively, it's like, you want to, you want to expand, you know, you want to go beyond where you are. And, and um, <clears throat> I was dealing with that for a while, actually. Yeah. You how'd know, you, like how'd you now, get through it? Um, it just takes time. You know, this is something that, uh, the great Tony V told me years ago. Um, uh, when I first started, it was like, hey, it takes time, man. You can't force it. It just mm. happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. And um, I think now in the last few years, things have been really coming together for me uh, as far as, like, my voice and, and really uh, talking about the things that I want to talk about, the things that I'm passionate about. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that. What are you passionate about? What What is Sean Bedgood passionate about? That that people that let me let me preface before I get into that the thing that I think um, now we have uh, we have actually more listeners coming on here and there um, the thing that makes people go out and see comics is not so much I think them being funny everybody thinks it's that being funny is 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 a wonderful thing and a lot of people go to see somebody who's funny but I think they want to be part of whatever that person's saying so. When you say I'm passionate, what are you passionate about? What what makes your audiences jive, and what do you jive when you you tell your audiences? Yeah, you hit me with it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you see, I, um, I could go to break and have you think about it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right? Let <laughs> me get a drink. Um, I am I am uh, drinking. I just had a drink. When I, every time you talk, I drink, and every time I. T- <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm about to fix you some wine and some in the refrigerator. Hold on. Oh, there you go. Yeah, get um, yourself some. <laughs> See, I told you um, we should have made this the drinking show. I fucking knew it. This should have been the... <laughs> I did a drinking show before where every time I said something or everybody was drinking. And we had... I was drunk. Because <laughs> we had a good time. But I'll... I'll you know something? I'll phrase it a little that takes kind of the heat off. Um, what do you really enjoy talking about on stage? Like, honestly, it's just things that... Um, um, I like to be honest. I like to, I like to talk about what's on my mind, the things that I think about, you know what I mean? Through the week, you know, and, uh, that changes. So you do, uh, week I do week. So, so do you do some topical stuff too? Sometimes I do topical things. Um, some, some of the jokes are, are, are better yet. A lot of the jokes that I have are based on, actual hat events right like i want to say at least 90 percent is based on like things that actually happen you know what i mean and, and it's weird because sometimes the audience can't believe it because if i'm doing a 20 minute set it's like man is all that stuff real yeah you know, really <laughs> 20 minutes of unbelievable things and it's like well i've had a whole lifetime yeah you know um but yeah like like things like uh for example, I'm a I'm a police I'm a campus police officer. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, uh, I come from an environment similar to the people that live in Ferguson. So that like that's something right now that I'm really passionate about. Like the whole thing going on with you know um, the people of Ferguson in in the, in the law enforcement police department. Yeah, I I didn't hear anything about that. No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that would have had me dying. <laughs> you, the way you delivered that, 
Damn, that was beautiful, Josh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Ferguson is that Craig? Who's on Craig Ferguson tomorrow night? I don't know. Um, no, I understand. But yeah, the, the, whole, for, the guy from New Zealand, right? <laughs> New Zealand guy. He's from Craig Ferguson. Is from Scotland. Anyway, uh, right. He's um, right. But that's about the uh, the police shooting uh, the unarmed guy, and it's it just sparked a whole debate. Do cops have too much power? Are they abusing their power? Which exactly. I, I would say. Say, I would say uh, I watch cops. I actually like the show Cops, but I'm fascinated with the cop mentality. But I've, uh, you know, I've known cops that were total dicks, and I've known cops that were, you know, the sweethearts, most sweet people on the on the planet. And I think with it all depends on the person, and I I think people make it a white black thing, and maybe it is, but I I think there is that in there. But I think cops. I mean, I've seen black cops kicking a door. I've seen white cop kicking a door. So, I mean, it just so happens that in this particular instance, in this town, which is, it's it's a very, it's it, I hate to say it, it's a very poor example of, of what is happening. I mean, or it's a very good example, I should say. It's a good example of what's happening. It's a very poor example of what, you know, humans can do to each other kind of thing. So, the Ferguson yeah. thing. So, not to, so you're a, you're a, a campus police guard. Uh, so you're saying you're you're? I'm sorry, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- well, I shouldn't I mean, drink. What I was saying I was that drink. I mean, being a police officer, it means you know, uh, I'm, I, I know both sides. Mm. Like I said, I'm from a place similar to that. That's like that has that us versus them mentality versus you know what I mean as far as the people yeah. versus police. And then having gone through a police academy and that's been on the job for a handful of years you know, having that experience. So it's like, that's something that I've brought to the stage recently. You know what I mean? Like that's just an example of something that I'm passionate about just to, to answer your question. Yeah. Um, you know, cause we could, we can go off on it, tangent on this whole Ferguson shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got hours logged in on well, this topic. We so. should, you know what I should do? We should have funny debates. Not, I mean, t- uh, Tim McIntyre used to do the uh, the comics fights, uh, which was that. And then I think uh, Sean Carter does a thing on Sunday nights uh, called the uh, comic debate or something like that. And it's just, you know, it just takes two people and it puts them in the, you know, his debate, Sean Carter's debate, just has two people taking opposite position on something and they happen to be funny about it. But Tim McIntyre's, you know, Thursday Night Fights was comics actually debating each other with humor instead of, you know, kind of thing. Um, but it, it, it is, it's just, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, my friend Bill Dykes, who's uh, originally from New Orleans, and uh, now he's living on the West Coast, or the left coast, as I like to call it, said to vilify all cops is silly. The Ferguson cops have a history of bad behavior, which they do. So let's not color all cops with one brush. Uh, that would be a really big brush to begin with. And then he said, uh, NOPD, which is New Orleans PD, is awful, but I have a ton of friends on the force uh, who are awesome. And I'll be honest, I uh, that's how I met Bill in New Orleans. And the cops down there, Man, the fucking the fucking cops! The cops it's don't. In the oh my god! Like at night during uh, on on the French Quarter, they take uh, three or four street sweepers and they just go right down the street and cleaning up all the cans and the garbage and everything and the thing like that. The cops actually would do that with the people. I think 
<laughs> not all of them, not all of them. But I mean, you're dealing with, uh, I would imagine that, you know, because I've had to play a detective, actually one of my uh, uh, co-stars, uh, Anthony Villa, he actually, uh, he played a cop and I played his partner. So we trained with cops, we had some weapons training and, and I've played a detective a bunch of times. So I completely understand the the, you know, the cop mentality, the surroundings, the awareness, always protect yourself, things like that. I'm in awe of that from a military perspective. If you give that to the wrong person, they turn into a douchebag. That's just normal. That's just, you know, I mean, I've went to high school with guys who are cops now, and I'm like, who the fuck gave that guy a badge? You know, it's right. Yeah, right. it's like he's got a car that drives really fast. He puts lights on so nobody can stop him. Then he's got a gun and authority. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> Why would you do that? And there's no, there's really no check and balance system when you get, because they're the, you know, cops execute, you know, they don't, they enforce the laws. And I've, you know, I, there was a recent video of uh, cops looking for, um, uh, there was uh, somebody beat up a girl and then they got a report that the, the, he went into this guy's house, the apartment, the guy took out a cell phone, the cops opened the door and the cop was like, put that down. He went to grab the phone and he said, we can, you know, come out here and talk to us. And he said, no. And he quoted all this, you know, Supreme Court shit, which is kind of badass. You know, it's like there are cops and a lot of people just go, yes, sir, no, sir. And they think nothing's going to happen. But in some instances, you can't do that because, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, will get you fucking smacked with the club or even worse at some point. So I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. And I think I think fucking I literally and I hate using a phrase, but I really just wish we could always just get along. I really did. Just stay the fuck away from me and I'll stay away from you. That's it. Yeah, and in, in the words of the late great Rodney King. Yeah. Can we all just get along? Yeah, and if in the in the the still current and alive Spike Lee, just do the right thing. <laughs> just do the right thing. That's another that's another topic right there. Oh like, my god. You know, and I I say here's the here's, here's a funny story that we'll segue into the break. I would uh I went to the gym uh the other day and I bumped into one of the, another actor. Um, who was at the gym, and he's a local guy. He's like, hey, how's it going? He was talking about how uh, there was this big brouhaha about background actors. They couldn't get preferential treatment because if you're in the union, they, they've always like treated everybody a little better. You go first, you're in and out, shorter lines, that kind of thing. Preferential treatment. Um, recently, it's come under scrutiny. that That is actually against the law. You can't treat people differently, So, which would make sense. But then everybody was like, what? what and they got all flipped out so like well it's kind of affirmative action in a way and then him and i started talking and he's very anglo like super anglo like his you know relatives you know built the mayflower and well i don't know how he, he was he's white white he's like white 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 and i looked at him and i said you're anglo dude i go i'm not white you can't call me white my relatives got here 100 years ago I'm not white. You're fucking white. And this this Latino guy walked by. He goes, "You're both fucking white." And then he kept walking. That's funny. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, That's you're funny. right. You're kind of right." Um, but but you know, shit. Fifty years ago, seventy years ago, uh, I was not white. I was not accepted. And you know that whole thing, like people, you know, I don't look at it as freshmen have to kind of go through shit. But everybody has been picked on, and everybody gets advantaged and disadvantaged and stuff like that. And just you just you know just be treated equally, but not everybody can be equal. It's just you you do the best you can. We're flawed. 
We're flawed. That's why we tell jokes, Sean, so that people so that people don't have to go. This is a miserable fucking place to live. We tell <laughs> jokes, you know, in a casino. You think anybody in that casino was happy? No, Hell no, no. They're just there. They're like, I want to forget that I lost my mortgage, and I I can't I can't go home. <laughs> I can't go home right now. So I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna listen to Sean Bedgood because he's funny, and I cannot deal with life on the other side of the spectrum so <laughs> so i'll tell you what sean here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna light we're gonna we're gonna end on some lightness and then we'll we'll, we'll get maybe we'll talk a little bit about it in the uh, upcoming segments but we're gonna take our first break when we come back on my second break and we come back uh you are actually gonna play a game against my listening audience so good luck are you ready are you thinking ready yeah, for sure. I'm ready. All right, man. So when we come back, we'll play a nice game with Sean Bedgood. You listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge. And if you're visiting Salem this holiday season, then come in and see me in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, presented by the Salem Trolley and the Griffin Theatre. This humorous interactive performance reanimates the Dickens classic. Experience A Christmas Carol with a twist on the Salem Trolley as the holiday tale is brought to life. Tickets are on sale now. Go to SalemTrolley.com and click the special tours link. This is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you all a humbug. I've had many shows, many guests, many listeners. Who am I? I'm, I'm kind of a physician, but not really. I'm getting my bachelor's. But I am radio irregardless. And you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me on the phone, the fantastical comic, Sean Bedgood. And when we first met, I always said be good because I never saw the G. I have this dyslexia where I combine letters. But it's it's silent to it's, everybody. It's Bedgood. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's silent to everybody at first. It's always be good. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> That 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 D. What do you guys got against keys? You know, last <laughs> last week uh, Doug Blay was on, and I always called him Bly. Always called him Bly, but then I finally got it right, Doug Blay. And uh, I actually uh, asked him about the origin of his name, and we talked about some of his heritage. Do you know he had a um a uh, relative or ancestor that was actually the last woman hung in New Hampshire? Jesus. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, he goes, yep, she's my relative, and that was cool. Do you know the what's the origin of your name? Bed good. I should, I I should look that up. I should have the slightest clue, man. Um, I don't have the slightest clue at all. I, I, I do not know. Bed good family history. I'm on I'm on uh, ancestry.com, which I think is a terrible website because I don't like the relatives I have. Why would I find fucking more? <laughs> Let's see. I, I, I know that it was like a great great grandmother that that had that took on that name. Um, but we're talking back, like back, um, with my people's on the plantation and stuff like that. Cause I'm from Alabama. Oh, really? So, oh, this yeah. Is a, originally some directly, I got like direct, like, you know, ties to that, that oh. I could like track. 
You know what I mean? All right. Well, I did a I did a search of your name, and a lot of pictures come up, and there's a shitload of white people. I'm just gonna let you know that, Sean. Yeah, I know. Like in Florida and Texas. Yeah. But here's the but, one. Here's the one good benefit of your name. Jessica Alba pops up in the in, <laughs> in the search. You know why? It's bed. Why? It's bed and good luck, Chuck. And Jessica Alba is there, half naked in a bed. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna make that my Facebook profile that's, picture. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my Facebook banner. <laughs> right. Hold on. My uh, my wife said his last name possibly. Habitational name from an anglicized form of Welsh place, Betts. A prayer. Your well, actually, it's uh, your name. Actually, means in Welsh, prayer house in the woods, in the wood. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. What is that? That genealogy thing where you get the blood test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can test. Well, they do an ancestry dot com, and but yeah, you can test your genealogy. Oh yeah, yeah, where they can actually test your blood, and they figure out where the, where in the part of the world you're originally from, mm. or where your ancestors came from. And again, I don't like my fucking family that much, so I don't even let them come on the show. I don't. I had my niece, <laughs> I had my niece on because she's young, and I thought I could save her, but she's just bringing it, it's it's too much exposure to my my sister, and that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it is. It's it's a whole fucked up family. Anyway, so here's what we're gonna do, Sean and I. And for you listening audience, you do not know this, but I had talked to Sean when we were setting up the um the sound check and on break. Sean is a huge, huge movie buff fan. Huge. So I think the listening audience may get its proverbial digital ass handed to them when we play a game called Shut Up. Just shut up. Yeah. Quite possible. It's Now, this is a game, Shut Up, where somebody in a movie has said shut up to somebody else, and you have to guess the movie. That's it. Uh-oh. Kim Santo, who actually did very well in the opening game, has just cracked her knuckles. And if you're not afraid, be afraid, John. Be afraid. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. I'm putting the volume up. Here we go. Now, Sean, you and I are speaking over the phone, so we have the benefit of almost instantaneous communication where the listening audience may be on a slight delay. Um, since the inception of this show over a year ago, some people had very slow um, service. So now they've currently gone to Xfinity and you know Verizon, and they're like super tweaked up with their T1 1500 megabyte, whatever. Just just so they could listen to this show faster so they could win the games. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're fucked up. They'll pay like 300 bucks a month just for a Wednesday Jeez. to guess a fucking movie. They're crazy. All right. That sounds like a problem. It is, but you know something? Let's see what you got. Here's the first one. Seven seconds. Here we go. So you get stripped of the things that you know. Shopping, nail polish, your father's BMW, and your poor, rich, drunk mother in the Caribbean. <laughs> Uh, that's, um, Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. Are you the first to answer? Let's see. You are the first to answer, so you get this. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Proceed. Nice. Sean got one <laughs> solid. And I'll tell you, you said it faster because uh, Karen uh, actually said B-F-A-S-T Club. <laughs> 
No, Karen didn't yeah. get it first. No, she did not get it first. Sorry, I, Karen. That's it. It's not going to happen. So here we go. Let me get my pen and pencil. Everybody see, and they're all upset. No, Carrie did not get it first. And she, my wife is downstairs. You would think she would. So this would be Sean, and this would be listening audience. So it's S versus L.A. So here we go. Here's your second one. A very good right off the bat. So second one, only two seconds. Really quick. Ah, oh, shut up, Willie. <laughs> I'll play it uh, again. Oh, damn. I'll play it again. Ah, oh, shut up, Willie. Ah, oh, shut up, Willie. How about again? Man. Ah, oh, shut up, Willie. It's tough. Only two seconds. Oh, Kim Santos. Uh, Kim Santos believes it's Indiana Jones, and she's almost right. Damn. But that, that is that is. Isn't that the recent one? The recent Indiana Jones. Which one is that? The one um, <laughs> in the skull, the crystal skull. The uh, Indiana and the, and the crystal skulls. No, it's not Indiana Jones and the crystal skulls. Just to help you out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's not the name of it. That's the mystery of the Crystal Skulls, something no, like that? No, it's not the mystery of the... It's the kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, and no, it's okay. not the kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. It, she, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. No, she just wrote it. It's Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Damn! You're wrong, so shut up. <laughs> Listen Damn. Up. Listening audience, one... <laughs> Sean Bedgood. Because I, I just saw like both of those movies like last weekend. Yeah, they, they were running them all back to back on uh, what is it AMC? Yeah, right, right, right. All right, Shit. this one. This one's another one. Only two seconds. Really quick. Here we go. I'm captain of this boat. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm captain of this boat. Then shut the fuck up. Here we go again. I'm captain of this boat. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, um, Jaws. Nope. I'm captain of this boat. Now shut the fuck up. I know that actor too. Yes, that, that sounds An- like Anthony Villa said it's Hackman, which it is. It's Gene Hackman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On Crimson Tide. Holy jumping dog shit, Batman! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> Continue. That is two for our comedian. Yeah, Gene, Gene Hackman. Yeah. It's Gene Hackman. Do you know who he spoke to? Hey, who's who's the XO? Denzel Washington. Yes, that's right. That's right. Do you know the story about the what the Spanish what the Spanish stallions he talks about? When they smoke cigars in the anyway. Yeah, he was talking about them being one Beati born white or black or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Denzel yeah. Washington. I actually just say, I just saw I just I I just saw two guns. Have you seen the movie Two Guns? No, wait, is that Wahlberg and Denzel? It's Wahlberg and Denzel. I was so pleasantly surprised. It is such a good movie, I thought. It is funny. And it's good. Like, it's still Denzel being Denzel, and, you know, it's really good. But Wahlberg surprised me. I really enjoyed what Wahlberg did. It was actually very funny. So, uh, let's see. That is two for our comedian, uh, Mr. Sean Bedgood, and one for a listening audience. But we would just join. We have two more listening audiences, uh, listening people now. So it's going to be tough. Here you go. Again, only two seconds of this clip. Here we go. Shut that all in your face. <laughs> one more time. Shut that all in your face. Shut that. What is he, what is he saying? Shut that all in your face. Shut that all in your face. <laughs> Man. It's tough. Yes, it's your face. <laughs> I actually featured uh, a shut up uh, again from this movie. 
It was one of the earlier games we played, but it's tough. Shut that hole in your face! <laughs> Shut that hole in your face. Right, I'll give you a hint. He is English. <laughs> the guy saying is English. He No, it's not the fifth element. No, not lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Nope. <laughs> the audience just grabs all kinds of crazy shit. He was actually, no, it's not Mary. Who said, sh- shut that hole in your face, Mary Poppins? Really? I'll tell you my lot. Wow. That's iconic. Um, he was in a boat, and he was a uh, deckhand, and he's yelling at Kathy Bates. And they're in a they're in a lifeboat. Shut Dolores Claiborne. Face. The what is it? Dolores Claiborne. Nope. Kathy Bates. Oh, Anthony Villa got it right. It is from the movie Titanic. Shut that all in your face. It's when oh, it's when man. he's yelling. He goes. She goes. Well, can't you hear him? Can't you hear him? Men are dying. She goes, there's plenty of room in this boat. And he goes, there'll be more room in this boat unless you shut that hole in your face. Uh-oh. Now, uh-oh, now all the audience has got it now. Now, Sean, here we are. You have two. The audience has two. There's only one left. It's, okay. eight, it's eight seconds long. You have any advantage by saying it first. Here we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is? Yeah. But what's the movie? Um, uh, Schwarzenegger and uh, Last Action Hero? Nope. Uh, uh, Predator? Nope. <laughs> Fucking Kinnick, uh, Twins? What? Oh, oh, no. You had it. You had it. You had it, but you dropped it because my listening audience has nailed it. It is kindergarten cop. Damn. So, so Sean. Damn. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. You you got it wrong. Oh, so you know something? I have this special sound, especially sound just for you. It's a. Oh, where is it? Oh, I know I have it here somewhere, and I should have prepped it. You. Here we go. Oh, wait, son of a bitch. I know I had it somewhere. Where, there he goes. I, you know what? I helped him win because I, I, I said the, the actor. <laughs> so it just became a guessing. I made it a guessing game. So really, I still won. The rules. <laughs> we didn't say any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under <laughs> section 37. Uh, when does he get it? Yeah. <laughs> you lose. Because he broke the rules. Got it. We didn't say any rules, did we, Charlie? And I'm going to be playing this every time my audience beats you. You lose. All right, you get nothing. That's all. Oh my god! All right, so here I'm disappointed. Here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to retabulate scores because maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I did. I don't know. Perhaps I did. And when we come back, uh, we'll have one last uh, con- one last conversation with a very funny, very funny, knowledgeable, almost kicking the shit out of the audience, but not quite Sean Bedgood. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia.
love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. I got a lot of crazy co-workers, man. Um, a lot of crazy co-workers. This dude, Tyrone, he's like the clown of the department. He's always saying some silly shit, man. I think the craziest thing I heard from this dude was when um, Barack Obama was elected president. Right <laughs> now, at that time, it, it, people were excited. At that back then, back then, you know, people don't give a fuck now. <laughs> you, you know you doing, you know you messing up. You getting shit on about your own people. Um, well, fucking this dude, you know, everyone's excited stuff for Ty. He's in the back of the locker room, right? He's just <sighs> mad as shit. I'm your Ty. What's your problem, man? This is the first sort of black president of the United States. Man. <laughs> you should be some kind of happy, right? He's, you know, I, I, I ain't hating. I'm just saying. He don't need to be president. I'm telling you. Because if he mess up, <laughs> we could be slaves again, yo. <laughs> right? See, now I'm laughing my ass off because he's serious. That's the shit. That's fucking me. I was, I was expecting him to go, ah, no, I'm fucking with you. Oh, you crazy. He's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, we could be, we could be slaves. You will be in the field picking cotton. Telling you that's what's what happened to you. I was like, man, you sound crazy. I ain't gonna be in no field picking cotton. I'm light skinned. I'm gonna be working in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be serving shrimp, man. Get your, <laughs> get your shit together, brother, man. <laughs> And you're back listening to Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a clip from Sean Bedgood, uh, his act. And um, even though I I think that is hysterical, that, not just that, that joke, but his whole act. Of course, Sean, uh, being the perfectionist, is like, oh, no, no, I got it better than that. We, I refined the joke. It's completely f- different now. It's so good. And I'm like, it's fucking funny then. And that's, you know, but the truth is, and we were talking about the truth earlier, um, I actually had this conversation with Jay Grove uh, when I was up at uh, his his room up in uh, Rochester. He said, "What do you?" He goes, "What would you? What advice would you give new comics? And you know, what do you think is important as a comic?" And I said, "Be truthful." I said, "Truth." I mean, we we you know, as comics, we embellish the truth, we modify the truth, we extend the truth, but we do have a glimmer of truth in everything we say, and that's what makes it really funny. I think that's what. I think that's what connects to audiences, and uh, that's why people want to come back and see a particular act. And uh, yeah. and you have a you have a lot of that when you talk to an audience. I, you know, I'm mean, I'm in the back, and it it seems like you talk to, you know, you're talking to people, not talking at them, not just a bunch of stuff you wrote down. You're having a conversation. It's a it, and you got a great style, man, and you're so fucking fun to watch. And just you're in in, in and I'm gonna do a little quick promo. You and I are actually working together Saturday night. And that's uh, that's kind of the impetus for I wanted to see if I get you on the show. Um, we're up in Laconia, and I'm so looking forward to uh, working with you again, man. You're just so fucking funny. You kill me. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. For sure. Yeah. 
So speaking of that, um, I, I, by the way, I did tabulate the scores, and yes, you barely, you barely lost. And I'm going to say that because uh, you had a. It wasn't like Doug, where you, they just fucking rolled right over, like the New Orleans street sweepers rolled over Doug, <laughs> Doug play last week. You actually had a fighting chance at a lot of this. Um, so you did fairly well. So you barely lost. Or the audience barely won, so I yeah. I the, the visual came real late because yeah. I knew the voice, <laughs> I knew the scene. I just couldn't. Pl- I'm like, where was he when yeah. he said that? And then like all of his movies started going through my head. I was like, ah, oh, shit. It's tough. I tried to play this game with the audience. Like it, it's like, but all they can do is write it out in a clip. So I have to go. What does that sound like? And I'm. I mean. There's a, I mean, I'm like a walking IMDb. I can't, I can't, I can't, I'll be like, hey, that was that actress in that movie with that other guy who starred in that second movie with the thing. Right. <laughs> so, so, right I, so I don't right. have the facts down, but I know all the clips. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, uh, you know, it, the audience, I want to play, I want somebody to challenge me in the game because I'm real good at the movie game, but I can't. So they try to write stuff up and I'm like, no. No, doesn't make sense because it's harder. It's harder to read it. It's even harder. It's it's less harder to listen to it. But of course, if you see the visual clips, like boom, I know what movie this is from. So right, right. So speaking of all that, since you did very well at the game, what do you got coming up besides Saturday night up in the pit? Was it Pittman's Freight Room? Is that where we're gonna be? Um, I still need to get the details from Mike. Actually, I don't even yeah. have the address. Yeah. I just know <laughs> Laconia. That's all I have right now. Yeah, I was um, up. I was up there the first night they did comedy. It was, it was me and Mitch Stinson. Okay, and it was the very first night they ever had it. Um, and it was like November of like almost two years ago in November. Uh, and it's been going very very well for Mike. It's yeah, it's 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 in an old caboose, like a barn. Like a train station, yeah. Like a, and you, there's a train right fucking next to the building, but you walk in, you think somebody's having a yard sale. It's like a flea market. It's but it's the coolest place, man. You're gonna love it. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So what else you got? You uh, are you working tomorrow night, Friday night? What do you got going on coming up? Um, Friday I don't have anything. Just Laconia on uh, this Saturday. Um, the following weekend you can catch me at the comedy studio. In Harvard Square, Cambridge, Mass. Um, that'll be 8 p.m. on a Saturday. Nice. And you can go to uh, thecomedystudio.com for ticket info. And also on the 22nd, I'll be doing the last comic standing audition. At Laugh Boston. At, Good for you, at man. At Laugh Boston, yeah. So. Good for you. Yeah, that club's starting to, it's starting to get some traction. A little bit of traction, and we'll see how it does with the uh, with the comedy festival. But uh, yeah, Laugh Bonds is starting to get a little bit of traction. So good for you, man, for last comic standing. You should uh, you should do well. Yeah, yeah, it's a three minute set, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, you know, it's all about the connections, never about the winning. So right, right. And speaking of that, before I let you go, we're gonna play gigs, best, worst, and first, where I ask my guests whether they're comic actor. Uh, musician or civilian the first time they did something the best time they did something and the worst time they did something and as a comic it's first show best show and worst show first is a good story best is a nice story and worst is a funny fucking story so that's how we do that so sean please tell me and your listening audience what was your first experience their first show on stage what was that like no you're counting open mic 
I'm talking about the very first time you ever touched the stage, the very first time you got on stage and told jokes. Hmm. The first time that I got on stage was at Tony V DeVille Lounge. Um, <laughs> this was after this was after Bush I got reelected. Um, and that was my first time. And I actually, I did well for my first time. Like I got laughs, um, which was, uh, the worst thing that not, not the worst thing, but it's not a great thing that can happen to a new comic. Cause then you think, you know, you, you think you know how to do it. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that was my, it was a good time. I didn't, uh, you know, did you bring a lot of, bomb, so. did you bring some family and friends or? I had my homeboy with me because I had a, uh, I think it was like that same week I started looking up venues for comedy in Boston and I wanted to get started doing it. You know what I mean? So that nice. was one of the things that popped up. It was this page that popped up with a list of open mics and Tony V's open mic was on there. Yeah. So. And that was now, my first, very first time on stage. So the first time, nice. See, I told you, it's a nice story. You're like, oh, it's a nice story. Tell us about your best time on stage, best show you've had, or one of the best shows that you can remember. One of the best shows I've had on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, ten years. You must got a bunch, man. Pick- yeah, I got a few. I got a few, man. Yeah. Um, let me see. Damn, it's kind of it's like at this point it's like I need to just pick one. Yeah, like it's it's so many. What was a what was a great time on stage? I guess um, the first time I played a theater was in 2011, I believe. Twenty, I think it's 2011. It was the last time it had the last comic standing. Okay, it's when um, uh, Mike Kaplan made it to the finals. Okay, yeah, it was Destefano, Roy Wood. Um, Tommy John again in Esperanza and uh, I did a contest in Rhode Island that like the local news put on and I won the opportunity to open up for the last comic standing tour nice uh, I didn't get paid which was fucked up but um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to TV <laughs> my friend welcome <laughs> yeah it's like I was on I was on like the, I was on TV I was on Rhode Island TV and shit like mm. I had an interview and everything and it was like motherfuckers can't pay me um, <laughs> so I did the VMA, that theater in Providence. That was my first time doing a theater. It was like, I don't know, 900. It's like a 1400 seater, but it, they only had like 900 or a thousand that night. And I did a five minute set and it was, it was great. I was like, man, theaters is where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Doug actually said that too. We we had a, a really nice discussion about, uh, cause he said the same, almost not verbatim, but he said something very similar to it. And I've played my fair share of, you know, big theaters and stuff like that. And and there's just, it's so, you feel, and he said, he goes, it feels like you made it when you play a theater. Right. Because it's this professional, it's this, there's more than, I'm not eye level with my audience and they're drinking with neon signs. It's, you right. know, everybody's, you know, there specifically for that. So it, it you know, it's, it's, it's a very different feel. So, which was funny. Now, conversely, see, now it's a nice story, it's a good story, and now here comes the funny story. Tell us about your worst show. Your worst show. Worst show. <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a work show now. Uh, here it comes. <laughs> I got a brand new one. Um, so last summer, mm-hmm. I, I was working for um, Catch a Rising Star in Rhode Island. Gotcha. And a guy named Jim Wright. And um, he had <laughs> called me and said, hey, you know, I got a gig that uh, Santarelli dropped out of. It's a private gig. It's for Miss Rhode Island, the teenage Miss Rhode Island or whatever. Oh, shit. And it was like, he was like, going to be held at a mayor's house or some shit like that. So I'm just thinking, damn, there's going to be a lot of tang in there. You know what I mean? It's, it's Miss Teen Rhode Island. There's going to be some estrogen floating around there, right? So yeah. I'm like, yeah, and I'll get paid. I'm like, yeah, I'll do the gig. So I show up and I have a buddy with me to open, right? So I show up to the to the spot, and it's like this this house. It's a politician's house. Yeah. And they're having this party, and it's like a lot of people there and stuff. And the DJ is in the uh, what looks like a dining room, right? And, and there's a pool table, like some sort of pool, like a pool table, or something like that. And all the equipment is on a pool table, and there's people walking in and out and it's wide open so you can see the front door it's a party you know what i mean yeah so <laughs> then they're like oh yeah you're going to be doing comedy right here in the living room in the living room i've been there with the, with the seven foot cord to the, to the dj booth. people walking in and out of the party oh you had a microphone you were lucky <laughs> yeah the microphone man <laughs> and my, my my homeboy goes up there's 10 he stops doing jokes and starts freestyling. Oh, what? Starts rapping, right? No shit. And, um, yeah, he just starts rapping. I made a beat. He's rapping. And then I go up and, you know, it's not going well. I'm like, wow, these, this is. Did you freestyle? Nah, nah. Yeah, I started talking to the crowd. I started getting disrespectful a little, a little oh, bit. Oh, nah, no. Did top. you? Not super disrespectful, but it was not. I mean, I was just matching disrespect with disrespect at right. that point because <laughs> these people are taking pictures. Like I'm, like I'm doing a set. So these people are taking pictures. Well, There's shit people walking through the door. Hola, mira. Maybe, maybe Spanish people. Maybe they've never seen that before. <laughs> no, it just wasn't the right environment for comedy. It's, right. it's, I'm in a dining room in a party. Right. There's a whole other side where the party's still going on. <laughs> Then there's people that's sitting around in the living room like, this is foolish, foolishness. <laughs> and so I want to say, I was supposed to do 30. I want to say minute 17, the woman that uh, that was running is like, okay, we had enough. We're all set. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, we're all set. I'm all right. Whatever. <laughs> so then it comes time to pay me, right? The girl, the Miss Rhode Island chick was like, you know, I don't want to pay you. And I feel bad because nobody laughed. You know, I feel like I shouldn't have to pay you the full amount. What? So, <laughs> exactly. So I'm there, and it's her, and it's the the Booker's girlfriend is the connect. She's a liaison, rather. Oh, so you so, were getting you getting shit from a girl wearing a tiara and a sash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yo, I mean, you got. I'm like, how are we supposed to do comedy here, right? So then, the girlfriend who's standing next to the girl, the you know who's like helping with the event. It's like, well, runner up. There's, yeah. other, there's <laughs> other comics that did well, you know, at our events. I'm like, where did they perform? Yeah. She's like on a stage. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. This, this isn't a stage. This is a fucking, I'm in a living room. Yeah. To some politician's house. Yeah. You should have asked her. You said, well, how would you like it if you were being judged? If you had to walk through somebody's kitchen wearing a bikini? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was it was terrible. So they were like, well, maybe she, you know, I could give you some or whatever. And I was just like, yo, judge, I'll just keep it. I don't even want it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would have, I would have, no, I would have fought for that. That would have been hard-earned dead money right there. No, because it was it was just like <laughs> if if it was that important, she was like, "Well, you came all this way." I'm like, "Well, then why don't you just pay me?" Yeah. <laughs> if I if, now you sound like me, like yeah. You, like it's <laughs> like what's going on here? Just give me. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just see, I'll see, uh, um, I'll talk to to Jim," and then he ended up. I talked to the book a little bit, and I got I got some money. You know what I mean? I got like a show's worth of money, but it wasn't even. It was maybe a third of what I was supposed to get wow. paid. Wow. See, if they you cancel know, the show, if they say, I, I've been in that situation. I, I've been there twice. I did a, a house party. It was a birthday party. And uh, I was like, you know, it, it, it didn't go well. I mean, it's just not conducive. It's not the environment. And the guy gave me the check, and then he canceled the check, and then the guy who booked me went fighting with the check, and then, like, they never got paid, and they were like, blah, 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 and this paperwork, and I would have been named in a lawsuit. And I'm like, I tell jokes, man. <laughs> but I was at a Christmas party, and the same thing happened. I was like three, four minutes in, and they were like, we want to dance. <laughs> and I was like, I'm supposed to tell jokes for 30 minutes. And I, I tell people all the time, they're like, hey, can you do, uh, this is great, why don't you tell jokes at our bachelor party or, or, bride, or bridal shower? And I've done those. And I've done all, I've every name an event, and I've done it. I've done a bar mitzvah. I've done a bat mitzvah. I've done a bridal shower. I've done a bachelor party, bachelorette party. I've done a wedding. I've done, you know, graduation. I've done everything. And I tell them the same thing every time. You could have great people. I could be an hysterical comedian. But what you're doing is saying, hey, we're having a great time. We're drinking. We're laughing. We're joking. We're going to stop all this. And this stranger is going to talk for half an hour. And people right. people go, oh, I don't get it. So, yeah, I completely fucking hassled by Miss Teen Because, I mean, at, at that point, it's like, I got to be beyond. I got to be phenomenal at that point. Well, to, that's to, what they expect. Really make you, like, it's, it's, it's a bunch of young Spanish chicks. You know, seventeen, eighteen year olds. Mm. Like, what? Are, what are we going to talk about? Oh, they're doing their own thing too, man. They yeah. just—they just get vote on Miss Rhode Island. Miss, oh man, you should have heard the things I was saying. Miss, I was like, yeah, Miss Cranston. <laughs> yeah, right. It's she's going to be pregnant in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I I can see Miss Newport, Rhode Island, having an attitude. But Miss Cranston, you should just be happy you there. Just be happy you were fucking there. Just be happy that you're included in the party, sweetheart. That's all. <laughs> all right, Sean. Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely let you go now. But hey, man, great having you on the on the show, and I really look forward to working with you on Saturday. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Bedgood will be with me up at the. Pittman's Freight House in Laconia, New Hampshire. Uh, and you can visit him. I put all his um, his information. It's Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you before I let you go, because this was fucking hysterical to me. Your Twitter page. Your Twitter page is uh, on Twitter.com. It's Funny Man Sean. Yeah. But but you can actually change your name. And you you have the screen name Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you go, please follow uh, Sean Bedgood on Twitter. <laughs> his handle is Nickel, as in the 
coin, Nicholas Cage, which is fucking hysterical. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Sean, thanks so much for being on the show. And, uh, I'll definitely see you on Saturday night. Um, ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause. Yay, a round of applause for Sean Bedgood. Thanks so much for being on the show, Sean. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. All right. Later, everyone. All right. And that was Sean Bedgood. Oh, my God. That story about fucking Miss Teen Rhode Island giving him shit. I could see that. And Sean's a tall dude. He's tall. He's like, I think Sean's got to be close to 6'1". Uh, tall dude, but he's very low-key, so I can understand that shit. Oh, my God. Hysterical. Getting some shit from Miss Cranston. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, I'm hoping to be out of here by exactly uh, one and a half hours, but probably not. So um, thank you guys so much for being a part of Radio Air. Regardless, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be tomorrow night, September 11th. Unfortunately, it is September 11th as we went over. But after your day of remembrance and you want to feel good about things, come out to Fody's Tavern in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, brand new club, never played there before. Uh, it's actually a showcase, so you're going to get to see me and like five other comics, and there's no special treatment. I'm not closing a show, blah, 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 blah. Yes, uh, that's it. But I will... Wait a minute. No, uh, Ron, I'll get, I'll get into that. Ron's talking about his show next week. That's next week, Sean, uh, Ron. I'll get to it. Friday, September 12th, um, I'm actually going to be swinging by the Witch City Comedy Contest right here in Salem, Mass, being uh, performed at the Griffin Theater. Uh, they have not had uh, the Witch City Comedy Contest in a few years, so they got a huge amount of talent that's going on both uh, Friday and Saturday, but I'm actually just going to swing by on Friday because uh, I happen to have the night off. So uh, unless I get another gig, what happens? And then, of course, Saturday night at the aforementioned Pittman's Freight Room up in Laconia, excuse me, Laconia, New Hampshire. Uh, that's where I'm going to be. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to be a guest, if you want to email me, that's if you want to do that, at radioirregardless at gmail.com, or you can call the hotline 978-219-9294. Join us live next week, September 17th, when my guest will be Tracy Jane, comedian out of New York City. I am Mark Scalia. We'll see you guys next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.